Thanks for tuning in to Solana Made Easy. Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, live Twitter spaces at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. You can also tune in to the new podcast, Solana Made Easy, as its own separate show on Spotify and Apple Music. But on today's show, we focused heavily on the upcoming Utes announcement, D-God's Companion Collection. Frank has teased that this will have a variety of news around it tonight. Thursday, August 4th. So today's show was almost entirely on the speculation of secondary collections, how traders, people in the NFT space, collectors, consumers value and handle these different trade opportunities and what they feel happens to the primary collection when these second collections mint. In addition to this, a lot of theory around what will happen to the price of dust, how individuals will utilize dust trading-wise, minting-wise, and what it means to expand to a next-gen collection. As always, none of this is financial advice. Please do your own research, but catch the show live 5 p.m. Eastern time once again at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. I have no idea how we got rugged. It must have been the ETH talk. Frisk, please go ahead. Welcome back, everyone. My bad. I'm not going to go further. I'm just going to say that I, I've been talking to some friends, and they felt like this collection was undervalued, and I believed in them. That's all. <laughs> well, hey, it's uh, it was pretty fitting to have that situation happen right as you started talking about the the other chain, as we'll uh, we'll allude to it here. But other than that, man, I definitely want to dive into some of these. I guess what you could call blue chips on the soul side of things. It's a little tough to decide what really is a blue chip. We had SMB's birthday yesterday. That certainly falls in line for what I view as a blue chip. But we have some of these up and coming projects starting to fit into that conversation. We're looking at things. I know Alex uh, just up here now interviewed Tayo yesterday in Soulport Tom. I'm curious what people think about the secondary oil allocation here. We also have Kets with their milk, Clem, Gobla, or however the hell you talk about it. But it seems like this airdrop meta is starting to kind of take more traction than some of the gambling meta we've been seeing. I did have a bag of milks. I ended up selling those on the last announcement. I'm kind of pissed about it. Uh, I made decent little trade off of it but it seems like to go higher with whatever this enlightenment thing is we haven't seen too much from like a mutation standpoint aside from i guess gothic dgens doing their gothified art is technically a mutation i guess but we haven't really seen much of this kind of iteration i'm also curious to see if we start to get burn mechanisms and all this other like trading opportunities to figure where supply squeezes are and some some cool gamification metrics Couple this as well, like we were talking. We got the dust having coming up in a few days. The Utes project kicking off. That'll also supposedly be dust out of the ecosystem. I did want to pass it over to Achievement. Achievement, what's going on? You got the Dead God PFP. Definitely curious what uh, what thoughts you got on the market. Uh, I'll answer that question in a sec. But I joined and I heard you playing King Bond, bro. I just want to say like my respect levels for you have gotten a lot higher. Not that I didn't respect you before, but uh you know after hearing you blasting king von in the beginning of that space definitely gotta say that um i feel like a lot more people got more love for you now uh yeah but that can usually aside, go one of two ways depending on your thoughts on von but uh anything to get the people going no yeah dude von is like i don't care if you're not from the ghetto if you're from the ghetto bro king von just gets your blood pumping i can't relate uh, to anything i'm a uh a six foot tall white suburban kid but man it just really speaks to me so we're out here uh, I mean, that's let's be real. That's most of their audience. But anyways, um, in terms of, uh, I guess, uh, how I feel about like the Utes and like the dust market, dude, I think dust is going to be one of like the most widespread protocols across Solana. I mean, like it's already so well adopted from uh, you have people launching projects already in dust. You have people that are doing, for example, the gambling meta, all these dust games, although they're all like basically rugs, uh, right? Like there's utility for that, um, you know, or the, I already said the raffle system, whatever, but like, you know, D-Gods is launching a bunch of stuff, you know, you can pay for merchant dust, and so, etc. Um, the, it's not backed by a liquidity pool, you know, it's one of the first tokens to have a halving, um, and again, like you said, the next one is coming up here in like, what, like three days or four days or something like that. Um, I'm expecting dust in the bull run, I think it can easily reach back to all-time highs, personally. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't, I guess, know enough about this halving situation. Could you Shed a little bit of light on it. What does this exactly mean for the supply? Is it a lower yield for the dead gods? What what does dust having exactly do for the token itself? So we already went through one dust having. So 
prior to the first dust having right dead gods were making 30 dust per day um and that was like you know right after transcendence and then up to the point of the first having after the first having dust or dead gods only make 15 dust per day um and then after this having happening in like three or four days or whatever uh dega our dead gods will only make 7.5 dust per or per per day and then there'll be one more after that which is one point uh whatever my math is shit so whatever it is but it's gonna be like three point something so basically making it super scarce right and right now there's like 15 million dust in circulation probably let's just estimate it to be around 20 million by the time utes rolls out uh assuming that the collection size stays the same and the mint price and dust stays the same then it's going to take out around like 5.75 million dust so let's just say it drops it back down to 15 million not to mention frank is not dumb enough to not release more utility for dust we've seen the dust labs twitter become more active uh nobody's been talking about that um, i'm assuming a bunch of more utility is going to come out we know bounties has something to do with uh the basketball team that they purchased the killer three team um and i just think that, that there's going to be a lot of dust in and out of circulation and you know right around dust or youth's launch i feel like frank's going to drop back to back to back bangers just surrounding dust utility and all that stuff um and really like see a supply shock for dust in the ecosystem i guess which is why i personally believe dust can well if not go back to the all-time highs easily go back to four or five dollars in my opinion yeah all the fun buzzwords there I'm excited to see how it pans out. I think there's a lot of opportunity to trade some of these other things that are like sub exposure to the main collection, whether that is going to be Utes, which many are anticipating still a run up after Mint. But just being that association here, and the one thing that I keep thinking about is the fact that there's going to be some gamified aspect to this. Like, I don't think Frank was teasing all of that for, for no reason. And for me, that's like what I'm now most excited for is to dive into all the different ways that this can. Whatever it may be, be played out. And I think these playing into the Utes Mint, playing into the having. We don't know what future announcements may hold for it. And to your point, Frank does a great job bringing value back to his messages and more so trying to play that out. So we'll certainly see a lot tonight. He did tease that the Utes event is going to be tonight or sounds like a good night for it, whatever he had said. So if that's the case, I'm sure there'll be Twitter spaces from 4 to 9 a.m usually the golden hour for D-Gods, which for many of us is just an absolute hellscape. But I wanted to pass it down to Manny real quick. Hey, Easy. Yeah, man, just talking about oil, like, it's not a high-volume collection, and if you think it's going to be the flip that makes you a bag, I don't think it's that right now. I think, like, a week before the mint, it'll be something, right? Because then you'll have more detail as to what the pilots are. Alex talked to Tom, and he talked a little bit about kind of what it's going to look like, but it's one of those plays that it could be like the Akumu blood moons that it could run up like that. And I could see it doing that, but I'm super biased. Like I have six, I have two cans of oil and six pilots. So that's all I want to say about that. Yeah. Do, so is it a free airdrop? Or are you still going to have to mint? Do we know yet? Um, That's like the one thing I was not fully certain on. Yeah. So they will just airdrop you two of the pilots. I think it, they said like a couple days before to get like preliminary price discovery before the mint. And then the thing is, is like the true value of oil is it's a staking multiplier when graphite comes out because every time I was going to like scale somewhere in the neighborhood of like 10 graphite a day, you can burn the oil to burn the NFT to increase the staking multiplier. And I think that's when like the real value is going to come out because then you could just burn a ton of like nobody's going to want to hold oil after the airdrop, right? Everyone's going to dump it for nothing. And then that's when I'm going to go in and sweep it all. You certainly are a, a Tayo Maxi. So that's always taken with a grain of uh, a grain of salt there. I do think I've said it a million times. Tough to fade, Tom. The staking stuff is always a little bit tough. I'm not a big fan of staking in any kind of mechanism for it. I like some of the passive staking we've seen from like Astrals and a few other projects. Uh, and that got a lot of love from the community because you didn't actually have to actually interact with a contract. You just got airdropped the tokens. So that was a much smoother process. process. This is going to be interesting because it seems like it could also be seen as a dilution of supply for Tayo and the robots. They also still have Soulsteads. So there's just a lot of things in that ecosystem that I'm still trying to make sense of and understand what's where and how certain pieces are going to fit together. But if anybody has a plan, look over to Distant, Distant T. 
Distant Utes. Distant Utes. What's going on? <laughs> Thanks, Easy. Yeah, no, I I think Tom's doing a good job keeping the community engaged, regardless of the use case or use case of what's going to happen. I'm bullish on Graphite too. I don't currently hold any tiles, but bringing it back to dust with use case, Frank is always talking about helping out the Solana ecosystem. I think what we might see is an offering of, hey, we've got a functioning token at DGods. If your project is going to onboard any kind of tokenomics, why not use Dust? It's already there. And then you can get back to building your community, your artwork, what have you in your project and just utilize Dust as the token going forward. We are starting to see that here as well. Starting to uh, see some of the things like the Dust Casinos which some people originally thought the hack had a hand in. So I don't know if that's like bullish for me. Uh, I don't, I'm glad to hear it's most likely a wallet issue, code base issue, and not related to any of the SPL tokens or those casinos. The thing though is like with these utility tokens, we still have not seen many opportunities where they have like true value. Like I think Dust has the value it does because D gods and dead gods are 200. 50 plus 300 plus soul and that token is the cheapest entry of exposure to somebody like frank in that ecosystem which is where that value comes from yes you burn it for raffles and everything else but even like foxes is another great example and i know that's where we were talking before we uh before we got sadly rugged that those tokens and the big thing about them it's tough for me to figure out where this value comes from and i i'm just like still trying to piece some of this together because the utilities that Famous Fox provides can burn that, but it still doesn't give a ton of value when a lot of competitors release that same functionality for free. So it almost needs have a true use case. Whether you want to call it a utility token, you want to use it for raffles, I just feel like there has to be something more to them, and I'm not sure what that more is. But I did want to pass it over to Frisk real quick, and then we'll wrap it around here to Tom and Achieve. Frisk, what's going on? So no, no one spearhead me for this, but... Um, in pretty much almost every NFT collection, I've found that their Gen 2 drops tend to mark either the top or close to the top for their token. And I don't know if I'm wrong on that. Maybe someone can correct me with an example I don't know about. But like we saw it with CyberKongs. It happened with Neo Tokyo. It happened with, it can happen with Dragons. It bore, even Boryoku Dragons as well. And the token price just kind of fell off after that. And so what I'm waiting to see is a collection that has been able to withstand that. And so with, with Dust and Utes coming up, that's what I'm most excited to see now. Um, but thank you, Manny. Yes, it happened with Board Ape as well, too, with other side, uh, with, uh, with other deeds. Um, and so what I'm, what I'm wanting to see is what happens post that Gen 2 drop. And so I was talking with some friends the other day about this. Is like, would D-Gods have an incredible community? like an absolutely amazing community. But would the price of D-Gods still be the same if Dust was Dust was 10 cents, if Dust was 5 cents? I don't have the answer to that. I actually don't know. And I don't think that the price of D-Gods relies on the value of Dust anyways, but I think there is a correlation to like at least consider, especially because I, I think you, you made a good point, Easy. A lot of the value isn't quite being really, really displayed yet, in my opinion. And I, I would love to see like what's going to happen to with how much it's being used in the ecosystem outside of their own project. But I also think we won't get the answer to my question until two, three months from now. I think one of the major differences from the projects you mentioned there and something that I've kind of quadrupled down on at this point is when I look at those projects that you mentioned from CyberKongs to Dragons to everything but Bored Apes, a lot of the marketing tends to sizzle out. Even Neo Tokyo, uh, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw much of anything. I'm still waiting for those Twitch games. That got I apologize to your bags. But other than that, man, it's like CyberKongs too. It's like the marketing, it's not as in your face. When Banana was trading for like five to $600 a day, you couldn't even post a tweet without getting one of those people to comment calling you poor and saying that they make $500 a day. And that alone is just like a value add from the marketing point of view. So the, the difference here is I feel like if Utes pumps out the gate, it would almost make sense still to see Dust have some legs behind it and not take a massive crater because it's still the cheapest exposure to whatever this ecosystem is. The other key thing is how do they differentiate? Formerly Duppies was going to be its entirely own collection, separate, but sharing resources, maybe that's a development team, maybe they build out a whole new team. That's still up for speculation, but I think that's going to play a major hand in it. 
Because once you start to dilute that initial supply, even OG holders will tend to limit their exposures, sell the primary asset, keep one of the secondary ones because they don't have any limited or hindering exposure in comparison, and they can still capitalize on the initial investment. So from that point of view, it's like a pretty interesting take, and I'm, I'm hopeful that D-Gods maintain this. I think they have the right person to drop. I'm curious your thoughts. What's going on? Yeah, it's actually, it's actually funny that you brought up um, a couple of the ETH projects because that's what I was going to say. You know, it's ironic with Izu coming out. Um, I was a whitelist mentor, Psychedelic Anonymous. They just released their staking platform, and we know there's a token. That's about it. We don't get the token right now. There's like a, a level up. So the longer you keep it connected, you can unconnect whenever um, you start to like generate levels. We don't have any idea of what that means or like what you get. All Volter keeps saying is that, you know, if you want to participate in the game theory of this phase two of that, which Izu is also part of that. And when I did this, I had no idea there was going to be the Solana crossover. So um, I, I'm curious to see what they bring to the table that could change the Solana ecosystem. You know, they're a pretty big company. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of unique ideas of what they want to do. Um, and it's, since it's a sister project of Psychedelic Anonymous, I'm very curious to see if that'll change. Uh, you know what the soul projects are doing if we're if we're not even looking at the possibilities of what staking could evolve into on soul for the next you know six months or a year yeah i i am extremely excited to see what staking kind of shapes into because it's much easier to launch on soul in comparison to some other smart contracts and from a tech standpoint i do want to get into some of that easy conversation a little bit wanted to quickly pass over to achievement achievement what's going on um this question is directed for, you know, any of you guys speaking up here, but um, I think for me personally, like long term, like seeing all the staking meta that's passed and stuff like that. You no, know, I came from Ethereum as well. So I've, I've seen and experienced all those things that you were talking about. I think uh, I think what's going to start end up happening here is that a lot of these upcoming projects or projects that are going to launch are going to start adopting uh, rather than creating their own tokens, start adopting these I guess, quote unquote, blue chip projects and their tokenomics because they already have a system in place. It's proven to have worked, even though, you know, the, I guess the relevancy of those may have fallen off due to, you know, market conditions or just marketing has died off, the steam has died off, et cetera. Um, but like, I think the perfect example of that is Community 3, right? They're doing, uh, like, if you own the labs, like, ass airdrops every single month of all these different tokens, whether it's on Solana or Ethereum. And, uh, I guess that just drives back to my main point. Like, I think rather than a whole bunch of random tokens being created, you know, based on your project, like, for example, Mindful created Wood and, like, uh, I don't know, just all these different tokens, right? They have a token name based surrounding their project. Rather than doing that, I think it's just going to move in towards adoption of these quote-unquote blue chips. What do you guys think about that? Oh, man, it's... I like the mention of community three. I do understand the wider spread value there where you are able to get a ton of different assets from that based on their own partnerships. It's just like, I think that circles back. Like it's just kind of tough. Like right now we're looking for an opportunity where there's a reason to have these utility tokens aside from draining whatever liquidity exists. That was a tough part with wood and Mindfolk. and Mindfolk are, I hate to say it in the gutter. They've dropped multiple collections. You don't see any conversation around them anymore. And I remember that they did have those one-of-ones that are like legendaries or whatever. We're going for hundreds of soul, which at the time, soul was also like 150 plus. Yes. Like that thought process is crazy to me because that's brutal now when there was no reason for what to almost exist in the first place. I feel like there always should be some type of plan in place for where you hope to take that token. And even if you have to scrap that plan, having a pivot, which is... Exactly. I hate to keep circling back, but D Gods did it right, and I think there's a reason Dust is still holding that one soul or one dollar floor at the moment. Frisk, what's going on? Uh, I think you brought up something before. I, I don't want to switch topics too quickly, but uh, I'd love to have this conversation about Gen twos in general, or like secondary collections, um, and like the the importance of them. And I'm going to reference something actually. Um, uh, you you know Nick obviously from the morning show. Uh, he tweeted earlier today. Um, what are the best examples of NFT collections that have destroyed their floor price as, as by increasing the supply? And if you go down the replies, they have named literally every single collection in existence, like every single one. And so I guess the question I want to like open up here is Gen 2s, harmful, good, valuable. What do we think about them? 
Yeah, I like where this conversation's going because right now we're starting, we're in this spot in Seoul where next generations are kind of picking up speed here. Uh, ETH has gone through that same cycle. We did get some exposure of this with the, the Dragon Babies and the Tayo Incubators. But man, right now it's like, what's happening with these other collections? Are we going to see the same fate from D-Gods? Where Tayos have done a decent job holding up in Seoul floor price, but not USDC. And I think some of that just comes from lack of, uh, not, I don't know if it's transparency or just lack of information to the public on what's going on behind the scenes, which I think does play a bigger part in it than a lot of people realize. But I'm, I'm extremely curious to hear some of these hands. Alex, what's going on? Yeah, uh, I think Utes will be a really interesting second gen. I do think it's going to be exactly like Board Ape and Macy. It's going to be like one-fifth, one-fourth. The This is financial advice. Everything I'm saying right now, financial advice. I think it'll be one-fifth to one-fourth the floor price of what a D-God will be. D-God will dip around 20% post-Duppies Mint. And I think that's kind of like what we see in the, the short-term th side of things is that they just are like almost like a trade-off. Like you... The, the underlying NFT, just you lose that value, but you get a bit back in the airdrop. So it's kind of like wishy-washy as far as profit gains are concerned. But community gains, this could be like a big thing for D-God. So that's like the bullish case of it. As far as like the monetary gain side of things, I don't think there's really much to be had like as far as trading. Yeah, so I mean, where are you getting that one-fifth number from? Are you just comparing this to the, the ape kind of comparison, but Soul? Yeah, so... They're not obviously board eight. They're not on that level. They're, but they're also not a 10K to 20K. You're talking 10K to 15K. So, like, the ratios are a little bit off. So, I'm looking. Yeah, dude. Like, I know that there's no way to go above one-fifth the floor price of a D-God. Like, that is financial advice. So, taking a look at D-God's floor price here right now, I'm just curious because I like the math on this. I'm not mad about it, uh, but I am a little bit curious to see what we might be stepping into. So do you think if it pumps over that one-fifth floor price, we're going to be able to exit there? That's a good exit? Or do you think that that's kind of a top? Yeah, that's going to be your like sideways trading, one-fifth the floor price. Anything under is a buy, anything over is a sell. That's financial advice. That's how utes are going to play out. Hey, I love the confidence calling for a 60 soul floor on Utes. I think right now the mint is like right around 12 or 13. Somebody please, please hold me accountable on that. But that's a nice 5, 6x and shit. If Rakuto's got all the way up to 18 when uh, those early seed investors were able to dump, this rollout looks like it's going to be a lot smoother and potentially even going to people that the space trusts in a more transparent way. Got to uh, figure out how to kind of emphasize this. But I do like God's pull back. What if they dip to 200? Then are we looking at a, a 40 soul floor? Yeah, dude, absolutely. That's how this shit works. It just, they're like a one-to-one -one comparison. I mean, like not one-to-one, -one, but you know what I mean? Like it's going to move with, with the underlying asset. Like D-Gods is going to be the main mover. And then you can try to catch the lagging mover. Like if one of them, if there's like a discrepancy in the market, that's where you can like really profit, I feel like. No, I like that call out on the lagging mover. It's something that I tend to trade a lot and focus on. Like when you start to see some of these secondary collections with a lower floor while that primary one pumps or even pulls back to that point. Man, it's great to hear Shill and Villain talking trades and talking some numbers here. I love that. What's going on, Zoli? Hey there. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I just want to say with Gen 2s, I see it as a good thing uh, for the project overall. Uh, the floor price of the Gen 1 project or the like D-Gods in this case might go down a bit. But you'll have a bunch of new holders who have a much more enticing uh, like a entry point. So I see it as a good thing. You have more holders, the community gets bigger, and it gets stronger as well. So what, ha what happens here if it is a totally separate project? Then at that point, like, what if you don't get the traditional access that D-Gods get? So there's like both sides of this, and I think we are kind of speculating some of this. I want to hit a bunch of these hands, though. What's going on, Tom? I want to pass it over to you. Yeah, I can't agree more with Alex there about what he's saying. I think the numbers are pretty close. We've seen it. We have the data to, to look at that. Um, I think incubators and, you know, the whole situation with Utes, it's also belief in Tom and Frank, like you've touched on a couple times. Um, the limited incubators also kind of played into that factor, how they were bled out different, where Utes is going to be a different price action to start. You know, it's probably going to have a lot more volatility right away with the, the way the whitelist was done. Um, but yeah, holding that value. And I almost think you just touched on a good point of 
maybe being a separate project might be the future because I think people already know what D Gods is about. And I don't know if they're, I know a lot of people want to buy D God, but buying a Ute isn't buying a D God. So I don't know if the proper way to build that community is just to buy, to merge them. It might be to do something separate and have separate things. I mean, we've seen that on ETH, people buying projects, you know, soul studs with Teo as well. Um, I think we're kind of in that discovery where what is Gen 2 going to look like a year from now? And I, I think it'll probably look a lot different than what we're used to. I think so, too. It's I think a lot of the conversation recently has been about the space kind of to an extent maturing. I know on Shillin Space before this, he had made a comment that he feels projects may only or people may only mint one project a month, which would just show a ton of constraint and something that you really need to be the best project at that time to gain legs. And if, if this volume keeps trending the way it is, it's not looking like that's unlikely at all. I did want to pass JS, first-time speaker. JS, what's going on? What's up, Easy? Uh, you know, I think some people know me from other spaces. So that's all good. Um, I, I do think that there will be some correlation, but I think as time goes on, the communities will separate themselves. Um, I, I think Utes is going to be a play on just more utility-focused, while DGODs will be community-focused. Again, that's just speculation. But um, I think, yes, you know, as soon as the mint goes out, we will see a ton of price correlation. But as both products get to develop, you know, I, I think they will go separate ways. Yeah, I think part of this, too, is like what's going to happen with the team kind of management, where this project is from, like even a Discord standpoint. Is, is it going to be a new Discord? What's that going to look like? It does look like they're going to have its own website, own Twitter. So separate from the D gods. A lot of these things from what I always circle back on is the social sentiment and the social response. And that's going to be a huge factor here that could very well play into a totally separate price action on it all. I wanted to pass it over to Nugget. Nugget, what's happening? How's it going, Easy? Uh, hate to say it, this might be my final time on Solana Made Easy, so I'm going to try to make this uh, the best possible. Love to hear Alex actually giving the analytics for stuff. Uh, it's a very rare occasion, but I just wanted to give my thoughts on the Gen 2 collections. And honestly, personally, I am quite bullish on them. But here's the thing, and this is what a lot of people don't realize. When starting a Gen 2 collection, you're forcing more demand into your project because we're essentially growing your ecosystem as a whole. Now, that doesn't apply to people who are making Gen 2 collections that are separation from them. Uh, original ecosystem, I don't see that happen often, but that's not who I'm targeting. People don't realize the work of having to juggle two collections is harder than one, and that's the downfall I see for most projects. Going into a lot of these projects that I try to hold long-term, I see they think, oh, I see an extra 500K, I'm going to start a second mint, but they don't see that, yeah, you do expand the community, but now you're expanding more people who are expecting you to stabilize a high floor price for both collections, and that honestly is the reason why I feel like Gen 2 collections are a downfall for most projects. Now, when it comes to projects like uh, D-Gods, who have their dead gods, if you want to consider that Gen 2 collection, or any other ecosystem, they're able to do it well just because of the team that is backed up behind it and they know how to say it. It's just, if you don't have the funding to do so or you don't have a very expansive team, I think it's good just to sit at one rather than continuing to try forcefully growing your ecosystem. You can do that organically with one project. There's no need to start creating five of them. It's not going to happen. What happened with mine folk can happen with other projects too. That's just my take on it. It's going to be a real test here to see how this being the number one sole project manages this. Uh, we have seen success on the ape side of things over on ETH. Those mutants have held great in the collection and now a metaverse. I hope D-Gods don't go that route because once you start to get to your fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth collections, at that point, it's pretty damn diluted. So that's a lot tougher too. Nugget, you're right. Like I'm curious a lot about how they plan to manage two teams. And that was one of the first questions I have is like, is it going to be the same development team, the same kind of core team that's building stuff out? Because now you're just spreading resources far thinner. And I'm hoping to get some of those answers. I want to hit a couple of these D-God hands though. Distant, what's going on? Then we'll hit Achieve and then pass it over to Sweeper, Manny, and Benny. Benny. Yeah, we're looking at the Gen 2 is a common term. I don't think it's the correct term in this instance. Gen 2, we're looking at baby Tios, uh, uh, baby dragons, the mindful pirates. This is not baby D gods. This is a completely separate brand. Frank's been very upfront and, and consistent with that messaging. I think the common link is dust. I think they're going to have a, a shared ecosystem with the technology of dust that's going to come into play. 
Uh, but in terms of the community, he's into D God. This is Utes, and the branding is very plain right now. I think we're starting to see a bit of an educational, um, uh, uh, maybe a, almost like a meta. I've talked to some projects that are really, really big on trying to educate people. Ledger, I mean, Ledger blew up all over Twitter the other day uh, because of the hack. But I think if we can front run some of that, it'll help with onboarding. That's a big play for Frank. So I, I think that we need to, and again, I know I'm holding the D-God, but I don't think this is a gen to D-God. I think this is a brought to you by a similar team. And we already know there's different players. You had to, had to apply to be moderators. They're going to start promoting some developers from within uh, the ecosystem that they onboarded via Duppies. Uh, that's going to translate over to Utes. Uh, the people who applied and got the jobs are already going to keep their jobs with Utes. Uh, so I think there's going to be a bit of an educational play, and it's going to be a little bit of a broader stroke. And the only commonality is going to be, yeah, the human beings who built D-Gods will be there, but Dust will be that that, that common connector. It sounds like it is going to be this totally separate entity. I was not aware that they'd be kind of hiring and promoting within that's pretty badass. That's like a, a very good way to leverage the community you've established, almost reward them by getting them involved in something that they're going to be passionate about. This is awesome, man. I, I didn't realize all of this. I'm hoping to even get more information tonight with whatever announcements hit. I want to pass it over to Achievement, and then we're going to hit a uh, sweeper here. Yeah, um, I wanted to touch upon your whole thing about like them spreading their resources too thin, and this is purely speculation, but with the whole scholarships thing coming out, which obviously I don't know the exact details pertaining to those scholarships but speaking about like you know leveraging your community and the community that you've already built and finding talent there um i think a big part of that's going to be coming from scholarships uh, i think frank is going to start hiring the best talent in the space i mean we already we've already seen that with the creative art like the creative art directory um with you know bring john lee onto the team and now they have like five different artists working on youths um as an art collective um and i think you know for developing and you know, moderators, like alpha hunters, admins, co-owners, whatever it may be, I think Frank is going to start, start, you know, especially vetting people, I guess, um, in terms of le leveraging his community and trying to bring those people on. I definitely do think that Frank will be spread a little bit thin after the initial launch of Utes, because, you know, you know, obviously he does plan to bring a new CEO. Assuming they follow the same path as Duppies, he does plan to bring a new CEO on to, you know, run Utes for him and stuff like that. Um, so I think he'll definitely be spread thin for a couple months, maybe. But in all honesty, like, like, right, like we've all, it's already been established, like Frank is a smart guy, like he's done a lot of great things for the space. Um, I think he's going to manage and delegate his properties. Their one um, fails, I guess. I like I like that kind of sentiment on it. It's uh, I like that you are also very, very kind of hyper aware here that it could be a situation where they're spread thin for a little bit of time. They've always managed to bounce back. We saw them going through that mint price. Exiled D-Gods is a whole other story that there's countless podcasts on. And yet they've stuck around. Like that true leadership there, it's, it's going to be exciting to see how they manage it. I wanted to pass it over to Sweeper. Sweeper, what's happening? I'm a fan of uh, these Gen 2 mints. I think they're, they're, they're well because you already have the uh, community. You already have the buyers ready to buy. Um, the only thing you have to be wary of is the uh, holders dumping because they waited for to get the gen 2 part of the collection and they have that and they'll dump the gen 1 and try to enter lower like with Catalina Wales. I think that these uh, D-Gods, they are um, doing a good job of separating the gen 1 from the gen 2 and trying to say gen 2 is basically brand etc but at the end of the day they are connected. They're connected through dust, and they're connected through dead gods getting a whitelist. So the, the the main buyers of Utes are going to be D gods. And the main holders of D gods are going to be Utes. So I think you know you can separate as much as you want, but you know, at the end of the day, Utes is you know founder top guy is going to be Frank, the head of D gods. So it's going to be the sweeper. I got a question for you here. You just went through a secondary collection trade yourself. You were able to receive, I believe it was for the first collection per. Would the better trade not have been to sell the coin or sell all 28 of the secondary collection? It depends when you could have sold the coin. So, you know, if you had one coin, it definitely, in my opinion, would have been better to sell before the split. 
But if you had multiple coins, you probably you wouldn't have been able to exit all of them at the same price that you are were able to exit the uh, the splitted collection. But the 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 collection you're talking about did a, basically split itself and didn't make a Gen two. They made their own. They just made their Gen one and valid canceled the Gen one. So valid. it's a bit okay. so- different. It is different for sure, but I still think that there's some similarities there when it comes to like that secondary collection and just the allocation. Because we have seen many times before, like that peak tends to be before the second collection drops. We saw it on uh, Borioku at 500. Robots got up to 200 plus when Soul was still cranking. And it's just, I feel like it's just tougher to focus all of that potential capital since there are so many assets now. And this this situation for the coins is even more. It is different. They eliminated the previous collection, so now they're down down to one. But want to hit a few of these other hands here. What's going on, Benny? And then we'll pass it over to Manny. Yo, what's going on? So I kind of think of this like an economics graph, right? Because you have your normal supply and demand line, and then as um, like quantity increases, the price will drop, right? So how are they going to try to increase demand? Um, so I'm thinking of it like are consumer tastes and preferences changing in this situation? I I really think like the the way you the average NFT uh, holder who likes to buy things like under I guess twenty soul will they be willing to buy into this project even though it's twenty even though it's twenty k supply um, I think if you look at the success of Degen Fat Cats I think there's definitely room for it in the market uh, it'll just be interesting to see whether like what they're bringing to the table is enough I I, I really want to hear like what they're announcing later today. I think everyone's anxiously waiting for that. We were supposed to get it on Tuesday, but clearly with everything that was going on in the ecosystem, I'm waiting on that announcement. I'm going to be one of the many people waiting up, excited to see kind of what pops off from that announcement announcement, and even then what opportunities may present themselves there. I know the last announcement with John Lay's entry onto the team and project caused a ton of volume to circulate in the fine art space. And I'm sure there's going to be a couple surprises tonight that are going to lead to some potential trading opportunities. That's what I'm focused on. Where can I flip something, make a move, figure something else out here? I'm, I'm excited, though, because this is, this is the kind of catalyst we need when volume's all the way back down to, like, 50K. Manny, what's going on? Yeah, just a couple on that. Like, I've never, never heard of John Lay, so I'm not going to pretend like I knew him, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is, like, God's gift to Earth. But this is what I think is going to happen. It's a split between Nike and Jordan, and then you're just going to pit two collections and see what happens. I think D gods will get access to the Duppy server, but the Duppies won't get access to the D god server. So everyone's just going to hang out in the D god server unless they're incentivized to hang out in the D uh, the Duppy server. But overall, I think that like Gen twos are coming. I'm still going to buy a Duppy. It's like on the secondary or whatever. I'm going to wait until the percent listed is twenty percent, and then that's when I'm going to make my entry because I like Frank. I do like the call out there. Uh, don't think you're wrong by any means. It's funny, though, that you have some choice of pins on the secondary collections when the incubators, I believe, are completed on that secondary mint out. But, I mean, I'm excited just for what happens here volume-wise. I'm really excited to see volume pick up where and how it might with whatever this announcement is. These slow days make me go insane. Like, I'm just kind of bored. I don't have much to look at from a trading perspective. And it seems like we just talked about a lot of the same things, sadly. But I definitely am hyped to hear that we got a lot of a lot of conversation and a lot of opinions on these secondary collections. I want to pass it over to Benny real quick. Benny, what's going on? I just wanted to ask Manny. This sounds like the opposite of free donut day. Um, so are, are people taking donuts from you? Yeah, pretty much. No, I think uh, the D-Gods who hold are going to make a bag. And I'm, like, super happy. Like, they deserve it, right? Like, they went through some shit. And works hard and like dude i really think that like use or whatever are gonna be a thing because everyone's gonna be gonna be so enrolled in this possibility that they're just gonna be poured down our throat that we're gonna like them right it's like we don't like it when the floor price is five but we love it when it's 30. it's always the best way to put it we love the art when it looks better uh, as the price goes up tends to be how things trade here i want to pass it down to uh achievement then we'll hit frisk and ulispo yeah, um, I guess, like, the, the, you know, we have, like, 
like whether it's a gen one collection or uh, a completely separate brand ip um i don't know have you if you guys have seen the thread that taylor made um his name is base base taylor and the ddow if you guys are in there he wrote a fantastic thread comparing um d gods i guess you could say quote-unquote gen 2 collection um to marvel and the difference between marvel and dc and how like marvel completely expanded their universe they um they introduced new storylines new character new characters etc but versus uh dc they don't um, community and same uh group of people over and over again and don't get me wrong both parties made a fucking bag but uh i think the route the route that frank wants to take this is similar to you know Marvel. We started off with the Iron Man movies, and then uh, Captain America, or did Captain America come out? I don't, I don't even know. But I think you guys understand the reference point that I'm making. If anyone hasn't had a chance to read that thread, I highly recommend you guys go read it. It's really enlightening in terms of how they want to take this brand IP to the next level. I don't think at all that it's gonna dilute like the community in any sort of way. I think it's gonna expand the community. Uh, not necessarily in the short term, but in the long term, like when, you know, when the bull run comes back and new faces start entering the space and, you know, obviously the new faces all want to go see what the top projects are. Um, Utes, I, in my opinion, will be one of those projects on the forefront, which is where we'll really start to see the results of this brand new brand IP. The new IP is going to be interesting. Uh, the art, I'm still not sure what it's going to look like. It does have that more childish feel to it. And the other thing that I've been kind of looking at is when we look at some of the things Frank has teased about the John Lay piece he picked up with the Spider-Man mask and some of those other key pieces has me thinking that this is, might be a little bit softer and not so like dead focused and chiseled like the, uh, the D-Gods tend to get that, uh, that sentiment around. I'm hoping for a little bit more cartoonish, playful style art. We've seen a ton of success on that on the ETH side of things. And I don't think that it can't carry over. We saw fruits run up because of the cartoonish art. I'm not sure what else the uh, the other value add would have been on that that project delightfully. But I want to pass it over to Frisk and then Ulispo. Frisk, what's going on? Uh, so I love this conversation. So it's, it's so important for us to talk about, especially because I think on Solano, we haven't seen many, if not any. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll say many. There's a few. Uh, like successful Gen 2 collections. Whereas like when we look at something like ETH where we, we say is Mutinate a success, most of us would say yes. Um, or like is, is Azuki Beans a success? Questionable, but like it's doing something. And so I think that the, the big defining trait here between where D-Gods have a chance to stand out is the fact that I agree. I don't think it is necessarily a Gen 2. The correlation between like the dustment does make it seem like that, but Frank has made it very clear several times. And even if you look at just like whatever little slivers of art previews that we're getting, it's very clearly not a gen like it, it intended to be a gen two. I think it was Running Man actually, who wherever he is, I, I miss him. Uh, made the great analogy of like um, D gods and Utes are like what Spider Man would be to Captain America. So like they exist in the same universe, but they're both on their own story. And I think that's, I love seeing that kind of thing because with a lot of Gen 2s, like Cyber Kongs and even Tayo as well, um, it's an easier entry into, it, it actually mutinates as well, I'll, I'll group this in there too. It's a cheaper entry into the same ecosystem. So like when you buy it, and, and that, that's where the value comes from. So like if I wanted to get access to like, let's say the Tayo Alpha Chat, I more likely would buy a baby instead of uh, like a Gen 1. There's obviously those opportunities in regards to like like yielding dust and you have, and sorry, not dust, scrap, and you have those opportunities to make like more money from it being exclusive Gen 1 collection. But that's where the value comes from is expanding that community from something so small. And so I think that the difference now is that we're seeing things like companion drops and Gen 2s, and there's a lot of opportunity to really expand the community, but a lot of the time it just ends up diluting it a ton. I know those are a lot of things that I said there, but in regards to any upcoming drop for any sort of collection, we have to differentiate what it is that we're seeing here. Sometimes it's Gen 2, sometimes it's a companion drop. In this case for um, D-Gods, maybe I'm wrong to say this, it feels almost like a other collection in a way. Maybe I'm wrong to, to, to make this sort of assumption. It just doesn't feel like a Gen 2. It doesn't. And I think that I like Alex's comparison to it being the MAYC to BAYC. 
And that's a, that feels very similar. Like it doesn't feel like it's a full secondary collection, but more of that sister collection or just an offshoot of it. The other kind of way that I think about this is when I look at something that's, I don't want to call it like a launch pad, but it's almost like a, a, since it's a brand new collection and largely the value prop is that it's from the same team that brought you D gods. That's something that could start to happen more. We just saw Kets launch 313 labs where they intend to have future collections with the Kets being the primary one. So I'm interested to see if we start to get more of that focus where other projects with separate teams still fall under that central umbrella. I wanted to pass it down to uh, Ulispo. Had their hand up for a while. Ulispo, what's going on? Yep, Ulispo here. Uh, yeah, well, this is a great discussion. Um, I'll just, I, I think I agree with um, what most uh, speakers have just said. I see this as a very different direction and not like baby uh, D-Gods. The fact that they're uh, tapping into a new market by having, I don't know, more family-friendly uh, type of, uh, uh, you know, target. That seems to be uh, what they're going on, based on what Frank has said. Uh, maybe for some people, the gods have a lot of elements that may not be, you know, make them attractive. So I think youths here will definitely tap into that market. Um, I don't know if, if I see this as another element of the same universe. I know that uh, Frank has said that, but I would actually prefer you know, uh, and that we have just know some shared developers there's going to be synergies by having some resources be, be running both projects and they can learn from uh the experiences from the other um i'm also a bit skeptical of the dust i don't see that i don't see dust integration in this project as an advantage because right now i see you know all the other projects that are adopting dust they're basically the gods exit liquidity you know uh the gods are the only ones that can mint dust and we, we're now seeing all of these other projects, particularly in matter. Everyone that owns the D-God is just, just like running to the bank because they need to buy dust from them. And, and uh, I don't know if youth will be able to earn dust. Uh, based on the, on the roadmap for Duppies, they didn't have a staking mechanism. They had something different. So I don't know if they're going to earn dust. So right now, all projects can only use dust, and the only ones that can earn dust are D-God. So... Uh, I don't see that as a positive, so I'm curious to see what the plans are on that. Yeah, I, I like that you mentioned the fact that right now the only dust are the D-Gods. I think there's still an opportunity, though, going into this mint, because with this scholarship fund, people who don't have D-Gods but still obtain a whitelist spot will still have, still have to acquire dust. So there's a lot of different avenues for buying pressure to step in, and ultimately, because of that, there's still an opportunity for the individual consumer to need that dust and seeing dust actually move and volatility going into that. But I, I get where you're coming from. It's going to be, uh, it's, it's just tough because theoretically D gods could just dump dust and the D God before this man. And we have a whole Let's pass over to nugget nugget. What's happening. So gen two collections has those things for rel relevancy and expensiveness. That's exactly what D gods do not need. D gods is the face of all Solana NFTs and they're not, they don't need a Gen 2, 2 collection because there's nothing else that they need to bring into the community. People are building off dust, and that's benefiting the D-Gods as itself. If you want it in superhero terms, I'll give it you in superhero terms. Think of all these projects that you see that are the D-Gen Mints. No matter what the meta is, there has been a meta where everyone was making projects that you get dust from staking crazy enough. But you know what? It happens. It's a project where if you gamble, you're getting awarded in dust. These are, you can say, are the side character movies. And what Frank is essentially trying to do with Utes is he trying he's trying to make that the make that the main timeline. He's trying to branch off into the new things to make Dust a more expansive token. He's trying he's doing what his model always is, and that's we try stuff. And if it doesn't work, we try more stuff. Him and his goal to build Utes is to branch off of Dust, not uh, branch off of D Gods, but branch off the token of Dust to make it better and to make it more compatible and as a strong token. I don't know why DC is laughing because it's not a Gen 2. I know other people have said that, but it's just trying to make Dust more expansive. Frank isn't trying to make it so that D Gods needs more popularity. That's not what's happening here. They don't. They're standing over $10,000 in a floor price. He's just trying something new and seeing where that gets him. 100%. It's the pin tweet for a reason. We've seen the same success come from this trying stuff and circling back. But I want to pass it over to Tom and a few of these other hands we got up. Tom, what's happening? 
Yeah, I just wanted to touch on a little bit of what Frisk was saying. Um, I think maybe that's the reason we see the correlation between a, a Gen 2 and a Gen 1 is the fact that, yes, that Gen 2 is getting that value, but it's diluting the Gen 1 value so hard. You know, in Teo, we voted for it, and the community doesn't always vote for the right decision. You know, if, if a secondary project, the brother and sister thing, you know, going back to PA and EZU, that's been very clear from them that they're separate projects. So I think we'll get a chance to see which one will work out best. But I, I think that might be part of the issue is we live and play in a market that's all about being exclusive. Like that's what everyone wants. They want an exclusive NFT, an exclusive community, whatever it may be. And to dilute it with a Gen 2 to say to let more people in the community it's just interesting to me. And I think like D gods again, with the high supply count is they don't need necessarily a bigger community. Cause the more you dilute that, the more it's less desirable in my opinion. Yeah. I think that's been the, a lot of the conversation here is, is this uncertainty on what's going to happen to those primary holders and ensuring that they're valued here and don't see a massive floor crater on it at all. But I want to pass it over to Deuce. Do you have heard from today? Yo fam. How's it going? Um, I just wanted to say, Little nuggets, um, dude, it's not about dust. Obviously, Frank wants to bring value to dust, but he already said that it's going to be like an expansion of the D-Gods community. Like, it's not just based off the token. Like, we don't even know yet if they earn the token. So how is that going to drive value for the, the token itself to build off of, besides the fact that people are burning dust to actually acquire the uh, the Yotes itself? But, yo, um, real quick, the main reason that I wanted to come up here and talk, um, I kind of heard somebody talking about it a little bit before I just got in here. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. Um, every collection after their second uh their second mint or second air, airdrop or you know their you know their predecessor like what comes after um every floor price tanks there's nothing you can really do to like stop it it's just natural and like you can do stuff in ways to like prevent it from crashing as hard and i'm sure frank will do as many measures as he can to stop this from happening and don't get me wrong like never never fade frank or whatever um i love frank to death don't get me wrong but there's nothing you can do to stop it like it's just natural like don't get me wrong. Like I'm bullish as fuck on D gods and dust and you uh, people from dumping and there's nothing. I mean, you can't always like incentivize people to like, you can change the fees and stuff like that and like do other different things, but I don't think he'll go, he'll go about it like that. I think he has a big plan um, to not only just stop people from dumping their, uh, their dust and their dead gods um, to give people an actual reason to incentivize to like keep them. For the longer term because everybody knows like if you're a dead god holder or d god holder and you hold multiple and you've held them for this long of a time like and you haven't sold out like you bought them like hella cheap there's a reason you're still in there it's not just because of the floor price like obviously like you see you know it's over ten thousand it's about the community and like what frank can do in the future so like these people some of them are not going to sell and some of them are going to be buying and like i don't think d gods are going to dip that hard because d gods pockets run deep like they're going to be sweeping their own floors and there's nothing wrong with that if you have conviction in the uh the NFT and like the community and Frank, you know, there's nothing wrong with sweeping, but there's no way to physically stop people from dumping it once they get their, uh, their little profit, you know, like everybody is a, a profit maxi right now. And there's nothing wrong with taking profit whenever you can, especially if it's free and uh, you just staked your dead or D God or dead God for, for the dust. So technically dust. So if you, uh, if you go to like 50 soul, you know, and like D God or dead God holders don't want to sell their, their main piece you know that's 50 free soul or like 30 free soul you know like whatever the floor price is but yeah sorry about the little rant uh, i appreciate no, no, it you're right on deusty and uh, i do hope you uh have either stopped with the shoeys or gotten that whitelist so fingers crossed for you on that one wanted to pass it down to uh sago sago what's going on yo what's good uh i guess a long time listener first time speaker whatever whatever you're supposed to say um but uh thanks for having me up easy uh i just kind of request to come up because I've, I've been I was hearing a lot of just like the, the word gen is kind of the narrative that the, maybe the the uh, crypto Twitter has kind of co-opted for what it is. But, it, you know, my, my personal kind of read on it is that it's it's very much uh, not a Gen 2 at all in the same because obviously we have these kind of like preconceived ideas of, of what Gen 2 is because we've seen Tio Gen 2 with the infants. Um, we've seen them with like mine folks, Boto Who Dragons, and those are all kind of uh, internal Gen 2s. So they're within the same ecosystem, you know, obviously. For, I mean, I think. Tom made the right decision to remove infants from from getting any sort of scrap utility, um, and that's going to help with their project. But I really think Frank is thinking much. He's a master of game theory, right? It's impossible to know what he's thinking. Um, but uh, uh, but I think you know when, when we're talking about like, oh, does D gods need another collection? And it's, 
from I think from Frank's perspective, he's kind of conquered Solana. And so this isn't about Solana now. This is about, you know, how many other chains, how much kind of like this is kind of about going beyond just this kind of small community that we're all in and that he's kind of, I think, proven he's the the kind of king of at the moment. Um, and so it's yeah, that's just that's kind of my take on it. I don't know if he's really thinking about dust or any of that stuff. I think he's just kind of like, how can I go bigger and kind of like do the unexpected? Um, and so I, I think it'll be completely different than kind of a lot of the things that we're trying to anchor it to in what, you know, and what we've already seen. Yeah. And I think there's going to be some things here that we're not even sure what the reason is for them. I think they're going to try some cool stuff. I love the mention to mischief, huge streetwear brand. That's really tried everything and anything under the sun just to see if it's even stuck. Um, and that's something that I, I really admire because that type of creativity and risk is insane. And a lot of the things haven't picked up the same way that you would expect them to. And they just keep trying shit and seeing what works. So you can't really do that. It's tough to get upset about new things in the space. And I'm certainly hopeful that we start to see a lot more with that, especially if there's some game tied to it, some logic, some thinking that gives us a lot of opportunities. That's really all I want. Achievement, what's going on? Then we'll pass it over to Manny and Ulyspo. Uh, I just wanted to clear up the whole like, like uh, youths like may or may not make dust based on what was announced for duppies, um, and assuming that they keep the same structure. Obviously, we very we know very little about youths, um, but assuming that they keeping they're keeping the same structure, youths will have a completely different. Or I guess rewarding their holders and years, and you know it hasn't been announced with duppies even if there was going to be a second secondary token. Um, we just knew that it was sort of like how Moonbirds were like, like, for example, Moonbirds, and if you guys don't know how their staking system works, rather than getting a token, you basically just unlock rewards the longer that you leave your bird in your nest. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying that that's how Utes is going to play out. That was definitely what the structure on Duppy seemed like. Um, basically, based on how long you stake, like you move up in levels. Um, but just to clarify it doesn't seem like youths will be able to create dust and frank has been very adamant about that um also keep in mind that d gods is frank's first collection first and only collection um i don't necessarily think that he plans to take d gods to you know i guess solimpus in the sense that it'll be the dominating project of every collection that spawns from frank you know frank has already said that he plans to take duppies higher in floor price than d gods but he wants d gods to be the center of the universe and I think he's already planning out multiple more collections, many more brand IPs based on the statements that he said um, directly, but inadvertently. I feel like if you pick up on it and you really, really dig deep into it, I think he's already planning multiple different collections, all different ways to expand the ecosystem, the universe, whatever it may be. But it's just those projects will only be able to be minted in dust. Um, and that's how he's going to really provide value to D gods for those re like really long term holders, because we're his first project, right? We're his first ever supporters. So um no collection in my opinion after d gods will ever make dust uh and rightfully so you know we were the first ones there like if if you weren't there to support then i don't see why you should be why you should be rewarded no i i do agree to an extent the other tough part though is why would you not want to reward new community members who just outright cannot afford a 300 soul floor price item you know and still want to be a part of that community which is where i think these things come into play and that opportunity is presenting itself that's almost why i like the scholarship because it's going to take a little bit more effort than just grinding a whitelist and almost providing what your value add is to this ecosystem and community. So I, pet, I guess like my, ahead, quote, my quote unquote, like I'll keep it short. My quote unquote, like rebuttal to that is like dust is, is really only supposed to be seen as a system. You know, obviously it's unfortunate for the smaller portfolios out there that can't afford that, you know, 320, 350 soul, like whatever the dead God floor price is right now. Well, even D gods make dust. Right. But the whole point being is that, um, I think that with each new brand IP that does spawn from Frank and, you know, again, I'm just a normal SD God holder. I don't know if he's going to create anything after Utes, but I think the point being is that he's going to find a unique way to reward each unique community, right? Because this is a completely different brand IP. It shouldn't share the same rewards as D gods, right? That's going to keep that exclusivity up. That's how he's going to maintain that floor price. Um, and, you know, I, I do agree with Alexander. I think that the floor price could come down, um, a, a, a small amount um, post up or post Utes, but I don't think it'll be significant. And the reason being is because everything he wants to do with Utes is going to be exclusive to Utes. Yeah, I think that's a massive consideration. It's it's not going to be an extension, but rather a separate entire entity, which is what we've been kind of hitting on some of this too. I want to pass it over to Manny. Manny, what's going on? 
Yeah, I just wanted to bring it to mass adoption and the conversation of if they're truly going useful on something like this. You have all these kids who basically live inside of Roblox, right? And then you also have to think about a Snapchat AR of some cutesy thing. You slap a couple of those on TikTok, boom, what a surprise. Now you have a full merch IP line that might get picked up, might become a show. Like you give yourself a ton of upside when you make it all cute and like you pitch to kids because they have their parents' credit cards and that'll move. And like as far as like the dipping dust price, like you get one announcement, A16Z, Paradigm, Sequoia, any of those people announce around right when that happens of these like super big brain VCs and like I don't see it dumping that quick. I think we're still in a realm where there's a, there's a lot of potential opportunity for additional VCs to come in, especially in Seoul. We've seen a lot more of the A16Z and some of the other bigger names, uh, RIP 3AC, that were in the ETH ecosystem. And that's not really a, been a big trend that we've gotten on Solana. So I'm extremely excited to see if we start to get some institutional funds. Seeing SBF today say that he felt Solana was undervalued from a token standpoint was that in itself bullish to me, understanding where the current price is and about 80% off of its all-time highs. But I did want to pass it around, wrap up with some of these hands here to wrap up the show. Ulyspo, what's going on? Yeah, so I, I, I think in terms of uh, there's going to be a lot of demand for sure. And uh, for example, I, I'm going to be one of them. And I don't want to be good because right now I don't feel comfortable investing like 300 soul on an NFT. But, but for sure, if the, on secondary... If these things will trade on the 20, 30 soul range, I will probably buy in one. Um, in terms of uh, a decoy, I think it will depend on Frank. He has hinted that he has something on up his sleeve, and uh, there's going to be definitely, he will want to show some very exciting news that will keep people from selling their decoys after, you know, meeting their, um, their youths. So uh, if, it might it might tip a bit, but I I know shouldn't fade Frank. So so let's see on that. Uh, as a final note, I just would like to you know uh, nugget uh, and say that I'm a big admirer of him. It's I, he's 13. He, he he's way smarter than most of my friends that are my age. I'm on my mid 30s, and man, you you got a a brilliant future. And you know just just go to school, learn, and I I just. I'll be very excited to see what you're going to do in the future. Nugget's going to crush. He shouldn't listen to me. I've been telling him to drop out just to participate in Twitter spaces. Definitely not financial advice and also just downright bad advice. Excited to see what he gets into with everything. And good luck in school, Nugget. Wanted to pass it over to Sego and then wrap it up with Dusty. Sego, what's happening? Yo, yeah. Uh, I guess hopefully this doesn't open up a can of worms, but just kind of going back into this topic of dust, uh, you know, yeah. And I, I don't know as much about kind of the, the token and kind of how it's being distributed and whatnot, but from from what I know, it's it's almost kind of it'll you know there'll come a time where dead gods and de gods don't get dust anymore, right? And then uh, having future mints and dust and all that stuff, like it, I think if anything, kind of my read on the situation is is Frank is actually eventually it'll be detached from de gods is is kind of how I'm seeing it, and dust will kind of be its own kind of living breathing, um, you know, like monetary system or, or value or kind of store value whatever you want to whatever you want to call it so I, I just think it's kind of interesting just the kind of conversations i've been hearing about you know rewarding dgods holders and, and kind of uh keeping them involved in kind of the the, the ecosystem going forward and, and um yeah so I, I i just i was hearing achievements say that earlier and so i was i was just kind of getting some clarification as well on you know does anybody know exactly when dust runs out and um, you know, because that opens up a whole other kind of, I guess, way to look at how Frank might be building the ecosystem. That's a good call out because there is going to be a, an end to this. They do have a, a things in place that sounds like they will run out as far as what yields that. And then I'm really curious what will happen to D gods and dead gods as far as like immediate return of that and how they continue to give that value. I wanted to pass it quickly over to Doosty and then have, it, have Benny wrap it up here. Doosty, what's happening? Yo, fam, I just wanted to say... <clears throat> Uh, you talked a little bit about how you hoped I stopped doing chewies or got the whitelist spot. Um, Frank did confirm in a space the other day that I am going to be on the scholarship list. Um, I think it's – I'm not going to – I don't want to – okay, I don't want to say too much. Never mind. Um, but, yo, I just say, yeah, dude, I'm not going to stop doing chewies, though. Uh, you know, I fuck with chewies, but, yeah, man, I, uh, I got the bag. That's what we love to hear. Hard work, perseverance, ruining your entire stomach and uh... – Probably eating habits, but hey, hey, more power to you. You got the whitelist. 
mission accomplished. I hope it was worth it. Benny, what's going on? Yeah, just wanted to say, like, if you're thinking about D-Gods from an investment standpoint, right? So they have, like, a market cap of around, like, what, like, uh, 100 million U.S. dollar value right now. Um, so, like, when I think about NFT, since it's already a risky for something that's a TEDx, so, like, can D-Gods get to a billion dollar market cap? Like, that's the question. Um, and then I just wanted to ask you to wrap up the show. Like, you know, you're moving to Miami. What's in the plans for the content coming up? We'll still be rocking. Going to have to lean on my co-hosts a little bit heavier next week while I'm traveling. But uh, we'll still be going on Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Going to definitely be ramping up the timeline, giving some more videos, some more content around that. Really just trying to keep creating dope stuff. So appreciate you asking, Benny. I'm hyped to see what happens. If you are a fan of the NIFT, get involved in Soul Trades. Hit the, hit the Discord link that's pinned. As always, I appreciate you all for tuning in today. That's going to wrap up Solana Made Easy for this fine week. And we'll be back next week on Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks for rocking with us.